are listening to Positively Prepped, a podcast for teachers. I'm your host, Rebecca Rodriguez. I'm a veteran teacher, and I never bring work home. I'm here to talk about how you can systematically, effectively, and positively prep your classroom so you too can feel balanced, happy, and in control of your life at school and at home. Recently, our school added a new wing onto our campus, so with that came a lot of construction. It is a two-story building, so I noticed as they started to put the thing, put the stuff into place that there was a lot of scaffolding that was going right up alongside the building. The scaffolding looked like a bunch of X's with poles, and there was boards, and they were walking up and down it as workers, using it all day, every day. And then they finished the outside of the building, and suddenly the scaffolding was gone. Made me think of something that my dad once told me. He was in construction and he told me that the scaffolding was 100% necessary in order to build the building. But by the end, their job was to make sure the building was done so well that the scaffolding was no longer necessary. This really made an impact on me as a person, just realizing some of the things that my dad did for his career. But when I started learning about scaffolding in school and how it affects education and what it is and how it's similar, I was really intrigued and I really try to use this every day all the time in my classroom because it is so successful. So join me today as we discuss how scaffolding is such a vital part of real learning in our classrooms and how we can do better at making sure we scaffold for our students. So what is scaffolding? In construction, scaffolding is a temporary platform used to elevate workers and materials during the construction, repair, or cleaning of a structure. It's made up of one or more planks of wood that they put as the walkway that are held together and, and raised up with poles that they use to build sort of a cage and a bridge system. If you have a, a building that's being cleaned or built, this, the scaffolding will go all the way up to the top. There's ladders to go from one level to another. And basically, it's as tall as the workers so that they have access to every piece of the facade of that building. This creates, like I said, a safety cage, and it creates a system of supports to raise the scaffolding higher and higher as it's needed to the top of the building. They are designed... Um, scaffolding is designed to be erected and dismantled easily. It's not go- supposed to stay forever. The benefits of having scaffolding in construction on the construction site are fourfold. First, it increases safety. They want, as construction companies, they want their workers to be safe. They want this to be a place where people are safe to work and that they are getting things done. So this gives them a level area to work on so they're not, you know, walking over things that are all uneven and they are not just hanging from the side of the building and could move. Scaffolding is supposed to be safe and secure. So this also gives them not only a level walking area and a place to stand and do their work, but it gives them a secure place to do their work because it doesn't move and because they have platforms above them to keep them from anything that might be falling from above them. The second benefit of scaffolding in construction is positioning. Construction workers could use a ladder. 
they could take a ladder and start here, go up the ladder, do what they're doing, move the ladder over just a little bit and do what they're doing. But I don't know if you've ever used a ladder, like when you're painting or anything and you start to reach even just a little bit, it feels really awkward. And you, if you're painting, the paint that's farther away from you is a lot harder to press hard enough on the roller. If you are trying to lay bricks, you are moving that ladder all too often. So it gives you a position where you can walk along it and be online with what you need to be doing in the right position constantly. It gives them the workers constant access to their job. And it also gives them exact positioning for what they need to do without putting themselves at risk and without having it be awkward or having to go back up and down, up and down to move their ladder. This also creates a place for them to place their tools. So if they have a bucket of something, they can have that right there next to them. They don't have to try and hold it or hang it from the ladder. It's right there on the scaffolding with them. The third benefit of scaffolding in construction is that it is a support system. This allows for the support of the raw materials that they're using. So like I said, they're tools, but also they can bring up any roofing supplies. They can bring up paint. They can bring up bricks. And those things can be right there with them instead of having to bring each one up individually for the bricks or anything like that. In addition, sometimes the scaffolding is used to support the actual structure while they are doing something and maybe waiting for it to dry or other things. So it's a support system for the building itself and the workers. And finally, the fourth benefit of scaffolding and construction is that it allows for great access. It's built all along the face of the building that they are working on. It covers from top to bottom and it allows for constant access to every area while they are in construction. So this system that they have in place allows them to do the best job that they can. They can go from the top to the bottom, from side to side, and they're in a safe, secure, supported position to do their job. So before we go into how this applies to teaching, let's do our unpaid sponsorship. For unpaid sponsorship, I would like to give a shout out to Pinterest. I am currently working on a diet and I get bored with the same meals over and over again. And I love that I can go to Pinterest and kind of put in, okay, I've got this kind of meat or I've got this kind of thing, or this is the kind of diet that I'm doing. And I can just put that in the search bar. And so many people are sharing their ideas and giving great recipes that I can use. And I appreciate it so much. In addition to recipes, I've used it for teaching. I've used it with for activities with my kids. I look up books and book ideas that other people have there are amazing quotes on there. I've used it for things with my church and um, activities that we do there. I love it. I love that it's a great place to go and just look for great ideas and to share ideas with other people. So thank you, Pinterest, for creating an awesome pin board for me to use and for me to share some of my ideas with other people. Thanks. Okay, now back to our regularly scheduled program. We use scaffolding in education to use instructional techniques to move students toward educational goals. So this is not the same thing as construction, but we call it the same thing. And the reason is, is because when we are thinking about it this way, we are building our learning and the scaffolding would be on the outside of that. We are doing things so that we can start to build up what our students know. So we are using the scaffolding to raise things up. 
by using instructional techniques, we are moving the students toward those educational goals, or we are moving our students to build up their building of knowledge. We use scaffolding to bridge learning gaps. So that means that we use the scaffolding techniques to go from what the students already have learned and what they know to the new knowledge or the thing that we are trying to get them to know now, so the new learning. If we consider scaffolding and construction, it's built right alongside the building. In education, we can do this by connecting new ideas, topics, and learning to concrete learning that they already know. So it's like we are using what they already know to get a little bit higher so that we can build things up. The benefits of scaffolding in education are also fourfold. If we look at it exactly like the scaffolding in construction, then number one would be safety. This is a safe way to move into new instructional areas that can be intimidating, like climbing a really tall ladder can be really scary to people. Learning can sometimes seem very scary to students. In Spanish, we have what we call a silent period where there is no speaking in Spanish going on because the student is too intimidated to take what they're hearing and learning to get it out. And that's normal. And that's due to that intimidation of, I might get it wrong, or I, I don't know this well enough to do anything with it. So if we are able to create a safe environment to take those risks and try it out, then we can start building on what, that, what they are doing and what they already know to make it stronger and stronger and stronger. Scaffolding can ease that intimidation of learning by creating familiar connections and showing students how to use what they already know to rise to the new standard. So if we take their prior knowledge, then they already feel strong and they feel confident in that area, and then they feel safe enough to maybe step a, just one little step into the dark area that they don't know and see if we can light that up. Number two is position. If we start from scratch with every topic or objective that we teach, it's denying our students a firm position. If we can use their learning as a scaffolding by going back down a level to do a quick refresh and show them how what we're trying to teach them next connects to that thing, then we are giving them that chance to shuffle the kids up to the next level, that they have that opportunity to say, okay, I'm comfortable here. Let me take the next step in that learning. An example of this is learning at the letter sounds. If we teach them the letter sounds and the rules, then they don't have to memorize every single word of a language in order to read it. If we teach them the letter sounds and the rules that go along with those things, then they can create, based on that prior knowledge, they can start to read and create learning when they are reading because they know that prior knowledge of what, how that sounds, what that letter says, and then they can read without having to memorize every word that exists. The third benefit of scaffolding in education is support. Remember, the raw materials is where we come into support, those things that we actually use to build the building and that it supports that building. So if we're trying to support that raw material or the learning that's going on, the raw material of learning would be our basic building blocks of the objectives. So what students are learning. Scaffolding allows us to get the information across to students in an understandable way. It's how we support the students as they take in, how, while they process and use what they're learning and we are that support system, and we are giving them what they need that will support what they're trying to learn as their new objective. And finally, access. Number four, the reason, the benefit for you using scaffolding in education is access. 
When a topic is very complex or rigorous or really difficult, students may not be able to reach the objectives. They just might not be able to understand that without any prior knowledge to help them even have an idea of what they're learning. It's like that whole thing about trying to say what it is while you can't see it, the, the blind men feeling the elephant. If we don't give them any basis, then they might get it completely wrong because they don't even know where to begin. So scaffolding gives them the base to stand on in order to fully understand those higher level learning objectives because we're going off of the base of what they already know and propelling from there. It's like that. It's like a something to push off of in order to learn more. As they build on their prior learning, they can climb to the higher levels of understanding and thinking and they that they probably couldn't reach any other way because they have that prior knowledge and they know what direction they're trying to go. Okay, so those, those are the benefits and obviously those are great things. We want our students to have that prior knowledge in order to learn and grow better. That's the whole point. That's why we start in kindergarten and go through 12th grade. We start with that basic knowledge and we move forward. But what are some scaffolding techniques? How can we do this thing? So one of the things that we can do to scaffold for our students is to use physical and visual elements. This could be manipulatives. I remember when we were in elementary school and my teacher would give us these blocks and it, one block counted for this and, and then we could use those. And because I knew one block is this, then as I started to learn and grow, my teacher could reference that thing and I was able to do math better. Same thing goes with, for me, for Spanish, when we are learning how to tell time on a clock, I start by explaining it to them, and then they have these little paper clocks that they actually have to try and manipulate to say what time it is when we're going over time in Spanish. Another example of a visual element that you could use to scaffold learning is using images or pictures. I do this when I tell the story of a song in my classroom, I have a picture and every time that topic comes up in the song, that picture is what they see. So then they start to connect that phrase or that sentence or that idea in Spanish with that picture. Instead of having to translate everything, they just can think, oh, yeah, that's that picture, which is this idea. It works in all sorts of areas as well. Another thing you can do is to model the process slowly and purposefully. This one is huge. We have to do this. Students should see us doing what it is we're asking them to do. I remember when I was in college, I was in a math class and the teacher was going over problems at the front of the board, but I felt like he would say something and then he would do four steps on the board without saying anything. And then he would keep going or he would skip steps on the board because he would just think we would just be able to figure out, well, that's what he did. And I had a very hard time in that class. Math was a little bit harder for me. And so when I was learning that way, I had to actually go to the book and look at the examples and go step by step by step in order to pass that class. As a teacher, I try to talk through everything I'm doing. I think out loud. Even if I've thought it out loud 40 times, I do it again and again and again so that my students can see and hear what I'm doing, and they can follow that steps. And so hopefully when they're doing the work on their own, they know the process that I use to think through it when I did it for them. Another technique that we can use to scaffold for our students is to use maps. So that could be graphic organizers, it could be mind maps, it could be a KWL chart, it can be any of those things that we use to make 
sense of all of this stuff they're learning. So if we, I know that Mr. Root uses a, a sorting chart for his vocab every unit that students have to sort things into different categories for vocabulary and it helps them learn the words very well because they have to categorize those words. I know that when we're trying to get ready to write in English or any other language, that when we use organizers to get our ideas into place, it helps us think through processes and, and make sense of what's going on in our mind. Use a map. A third idea to scaffold and um, make sure our students are learning well is to not just lecture. Don't just tell it to them and then say, okay, go. Make sure that you use interaction. Have the students be involved in the learning. Sometimes that's no, like it's way easier to just come up with a lesson, say it all to them, give them a worksheet, see if they learned it. But real learning doesn't happen that way. So ask questions, referring them to previous learning. Ask them how they're connected. Give them the lesson or the knowledge that they already had and then, and then have them build on it and make sense of what they're learning. Give them the prior knowledge and then show them the new thing and have them make that connection. How is, what, what did I do different? What, what did we grow here? How is this something new? Um, other ways that we can get away from lecturing would be groups and partner work and students teaching the thing. I've done a lot of jigsaws in my class where I give students a PowerPoint or an article or they have to watch a video and then they take that knowledge back to their group and they have to teach it. What better way to make sure you know something than have to explain it to other people? Of course, I'm there as a support system to make sure that what they're teaching is correct and that they understood it so that they can bring that proper information to their group. Another idea in this area would be think, pair, share activities. There are a lot of things in the Kagan strategies that are this direct thing. So if you like Kagan, if you are comfortable with Kagan, if you, un, if you have any access to Kagan, they have a lot of great activities for scaffolding. And another thing that we can really do in this is to repeat ourselves and to give wait time, think time. Don't just ask the question and expect an answer immediately. Make them uncomfortable by waiting for the answer so that they are interacting and being involved. And then the fourth one that I thought of as a great scaffolding technique is to check for understanding. This is important at my school. We have to actually write this on the board, how we're going to check for that understanding every day. And... I make sure that I don't just do it because I'm supposed to do it. I actually look for that feedback. So I think of it this way. I do something. I do it. I show them. I am the model. I'm the one doing it. Then we do it together as a group. And then I ask them, you do it. One at a time, the students need to be able to do that thing. And that's me checking for understanding so that I can see, okay, 80% of the kids got this, so I'm going to move them onto this, you know, game to play, and I'm going to sit with these other ones, and that's a small group instruction where I make sure that those kids, because I have that feedback from my checking for understanding, I know they don't know it, and so I need to make sure that they know it. I need to make sure that we build that strong foundation so that we can use that knowledge later to build even higher towards our objectives. The point of scaffolding in construction is to create a safe structure where workers can build, repair, or clean a huge building. The point of scaffolding in education is to create a safe, structured learning environment for students to use their prior knowledge to grow, to excel, to reach those higher learning objectives that are so much fun, they're so important, and they really are the things that matter in education. Scaffolding allows for safety to learn a position to work on tough concepts, support to use new learning in a structured way, and access to the necessary skills to reach our learning goals. My goal with Positively Prepped is to help teachers to feel balanced, 
happy and in control. One great way to do that is scaffolding. Scaffolding helps us to be in control of learning because we're using that prior knowledge to really build those strong foundations and we're really making sure that students have what they need in order to be successful. And then the ultimate goal is that we get to remove that scaffolding. We get to remove ourselves from the equation and let students be successful all on their own because they know the learning. Thank you for listening to Positively Prepped, a podcast for teachers. Please subscribe and share. It's important to continually focus on balance and improve our practices. That's why I created Positively Prepped, to help teachers to improve themselves, their classrooms, and their lives so that they can create an amazing classroom, leave their work there, and then go home and live a full life, guilt-free. Join me next week as we continue our journey to become Positively Prepped. Remember, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Rebecca.Rodriquez. That's Rodriquez with a Q and not a G. Please feel free to shoot me a message and ask questions. Thanks again for listening. See you here next week.